It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. The Indianapolis Colts didn't make the playoffs in 2023, so we're going to examine how we got here, what big decisions are coming this offseason, and why Colts fans should have some hope for the future today on the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. You are Locked On NFL Scouting with the Draft Dudes, your daily podcast for NFL and college football scouting. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's better than this? It's guys being dudes here on the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. We're the Draft Dudes. I'm Joe Marino from Locked On Bills. He's Kyle Krabs from Locked On Dolphins. And we are your NFL experts here with you daily to talk team building across the league on the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast with the Draft Dudes, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We'd like to thank you for making Locked On NFL Scouting your first listen every day. And a big welcome and shout out to our everydayers. You know who you are. Those of you who never miss a single episode, we appreciate y'all being here very, very much. This episode is brought to you by Prize Picks, the easiest and most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. Go to prizepicks.com slash NFL and use code LOCKEDONNFL for a first deposit match up to $100. Joe, happy Friday. Happy Friday. See you. Thank you. We um, are on our last debrief, the Indianapolis Colts. This is the last team that we're going to do the deep dive on for not making the postseason. Um, and an interesting team, a team that I think probably exceeded expectations. Yeah. If you look in a big picture when you consider they drafted a quarterback in the top five and what that usually means. Now, you only got four starts and uh, not even four starts worth of reps. Yeah. For Anthony Richardson, right? He had 84 attempts on the season. Uh, but this is a team that you knew was in transition. Uh, they had, obviously, the whole Jonathan Taylor saga in the preseason and in the summertime that ends with a contract extension. And he comes back, and uh, he and Zach Moss is this super physical running back duo that complements and allows Gardner Minshew to uh, be an effective player. Maybe not... Uh, the high ceiling player that Indy needed to get over the hump and, and win this division. But you really boil it down to week 18. You have fourth down and plus territory in the final minutes of the game. Yeah. And you draw up a successful play that just, it, it, you can't connect with Tyler Goodson and, and Gardner Minshew on fourth down. And uh, had you won that game based on what we knew the rest of week 18, you'd have won the division. So yeah. it, all that said, it was right there for you this year. It's really that simple. You're nine and eight. My expectations for the Colts were not to be nine and eight. Right. And they were in it until literally the very end, a a home loss to Houston there. That's the difference between us doing this conversation or, you know, you're hosting a playoff game. And you kind of look at the, the story here for the season. They had that stretch from weeks four through eight. They, they hit a big lull there, one and four stretch. And then, the end as well, losing two of the last three with one of those being against the Bengals, one of them against the Falcons. And then of course, going into week 18, you lose yeah. to Houston, right? So like you, you feel like you just had it, had all of your opportunities there. And I don't want to do the Levy grail optimistic part, but your coaching staff showed us a lot this year about what they can do and how they got some guys to overachieve 
But this really did come down to like your quarterback play wasn't good enough. And Gardner Minshew reminded you the reasons why he's a backup quarterback. And obviously Anthony Richardson had some really exciting moments, um, but you didn't get a chance to see him for the entire season. So like, what's the most important thing in the NFL quarterback play? And you got to nine wins and had plenty of chances to win more games without good quarterback play. And I think that really shows up in some of their situational metrics. When you look at this team uh, on offense, 26th and third down, uh, 23rd in the red zone, 25th in turnover percentage, right? Like you just, you just yeah. weren't there. You just didn't have the stuff offensively. And that stems from your quarterback. Well, they also uh, 28th in scoring defense yeah. too. So you, you talk about the offensive side of the ball and obviously you have this massive interruption where uh, Richardson finishes third on the team in rushing touchdowns and he played in four games. <laughs> and it was really played like two, two and a half games. It's yeah. really what like, it felt like he played in. Um, but defensively, you kind of knew you looked at the pass rush room. You had some questions. I did hit that bold bet, though. Ebukam, lead the team in sacks. Did he? All right. That was my bold bet. We, we, we got to do that at some point. I have no idea what happened with the bold bet. So. Right. Uh, Ebukam finished with nine and a half just in front of uh, Pay, who had eight and a half, and DeForest Buckner had eight. Um, Dale also had eight. So that that's a yeah. promising development for yeah. them as a player who was a high-toolsy guy. So uh, the questions about that pass rush room, those guys showed up. Now, you really didn't get a lot of quality pass rush anywhere else, and then you pair that with all of the youth and inexperience in the cornerback room. Yeah. Where you think about Juju Brents, uh, who is the, who is the Jaylen other corner? Jones. Jalen Jones from Texas A&M, who, yeah. who was a late-round pick, and it was yeah. like this big hubbub that they cut Darius Rush right from yeah. South Carolina as a fifth-round pick. Uh, but Jones played well, but – played well for a seventh round rookie and the inexperience that they had there at that, it, that, that cornerback spot really felt like in some big moments, it, it came back to bite the Colts throughout the course of the season. That I'd say a Roger situation was unfortunate, right? Cause I, I yes. think he was coming along, right. And he could have been a perfect answer to go with Kenny Moore and, and some nice play at safety, but they, they got real young at corner real quick and that's tough. And imagine how much better those guys are going to be and how they can complement that pass rush. And I think, Working through the Shaq Leonard stuff, right? I, this this team's going to be okay. We'll we'll get to it. Um, Kenny, but, Kenny Moore, free agent this year. Yeah, he is. I'd I'd probably want him back if I was Indy. I, uh, I, I, there's a lot of teams that would probably want him. You need slot corners. Um, you mentioned this team is 28th in scoring defense. Kyle Krabs, when the Indianapolis Colts gave up more than 20 points, they're one and eight. There you go. One and eight. <laughs> the one time <laughs> and the one win was an overtime win. It was a Tennessee game. Uh, they won in overtime to to you know get some extra points there, but like it's a, this is a, a second consecutive team. It was it was the Falcons yesterday. We did this. They were one and nine when they gave up more than twenty points. So, um, to be in it like you were with some tough dynamics, I, I think Which, it's cr- they they were tenth in the league in scoring offense, yeah. and it was that bad when you gave up twenty points. Yep, Min- Minshew is just. The Minshew giveth and the Minshew taketh away, right? <laughs> yeah, like I think he was the, the the right quarterback under the circumstances with the familiar with Steichen, but like also the stumbling block at the same time, which is this the reality of a backup quarterback. What you want them to do is go five hundred, right? And what did he do? Seven and six. Like I think he he gave you all you could hope for, but at the same time reminded you that he's just not a guy, right? And yeah, so I th- we'll I think of all the Colts games that I watched, I felt like the Patriots. Colts game was the perfect embodiment of like 
They're a tough team. They're a hard-nosed team. Obviously, they want to run the ball. They, they have the physical backs, and they have the offensive line. I think when we get into Levy Grail, you could look to, to some of that return to prowess for the offensive line. Mm-hmm. But you're just watching these two quarterbacks just volleyball back, bad throw to bad throw, <laughs> bad throw. Right. It's like there, there's a ceiling on what this feels like it can be. Yeah. And sure enough, in, in, you know, Indy, in spite of out, outperforming expectations in a number of areas, um, there, there's just the limitations there when you need things to, to be created for you offensively. I'm sitting here wondering why I watched that game. It's, it was an overseas game, right? It was a Germany game. Yeah. Germany game. Yeah. I'm like, so why did I watch? Nine o'clock kickoff. Yeah, good good call out there. All right, we got a big offseason ahead here for the Indianapolis Colts. Some fascinating decisions they need to make, so we're going to talk about that here in just a moment. So be sure to stick with us. A passion, drive, and patience. What brings you home, the winning trophy, is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance from superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber and not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. So keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only, exclusions apply, eBay guaranteed fit only available to U.S. customers. Folks, the NFL playoffs are here, but there's still time to get in on the action with FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook, because right now new customers can get $150 in bonus bets guaranteed when you place a $5 bet. That's $150 in bonus bets, win or lose. The app is super easy to use, and there's a ton of different ways that you can bet, like live same-game parlays. You can find bets in the new Explore tab. And also check out the Parlay Hub and more. So visit FanDuel.com slash LockedOn and make your first bet a layup. FanDuel, official partner of the NFL. So this team has some expiring contracts of note. Yeah, I think it has more expiring contracts of note in 2025. When you look at you know, what levers they have to pull, there's contract extensions for players that are entering into the last year of deals that could really be meaningful for the Colts. But they also don't really need it. From a salary cap standpoint, you know, they're currently scheduled on over the cap. They have just about $64 million in cap space before they touch anything on the roster. With the quarterback on a rookie deal, uh, they have the following players in excess of $10 million cap hits. Quentin Nelson, $25 million. Uh, you can restructure that and make it 13 cut it in half if you wanted to. We have DeForest Buckner going into the last year of his current contract with a $22.75 million cap hit. That is $20.25 million in base salary. If you give him a new contract, you convert that into a signing bonus. You can kick that out over an extended period of time and create yourself probably $15 million in cap space if you want to. Uh, Braden Smith, offensive tackle. Ryan Kelly, 14. Uh, Braden Smith, 16.6. Ryan Kelly's 14.6. He's also Ryan Kelly entering into the last year of his contract. And then Jonathan Taylor, uh, who they just gave the contract extension to at 10.8. The next highest cap hit on this team is Samson Ebicom at $7.7 million. Pretty good shape. So where are we at with Chris Ballard? (laughs) So I feel like we've pinballed around a lot on the opinion of Chris Ballard, but if the levers that were pulled this past 12 months are successful levers for them, 
I think he has to do things differently than he did the last time they tried to build up to a winner, but they are in a healthy position in part because of some of those habits. Exactly. Now you've got your quarterback, right? You have a nice infrastructure in some ways around him when it comes to the offensive line. There's some good young weapons. Mm -hmm. Build. Like, quit quit having the most cap space every year. Like, I'm I'm tired of it for for the Colts. Like, every year it's like, oh, man, the Colts can really build this thing up. And then every year they continue to have the most cap space. And so, like, you're you're coming in like 60 million. Simple restructures get you at 87. Max restructures get you to $129 million. Do what you want. Get some players on this football team to build around Anthony Richardson in year two because that conversation about reps isn't going away, right? Like, that was right. the whole thing with Anthony Richardson. Like, hasn't had a lot of reps in college. Supremely gifted. And then his rookie season, you're like, okay, let's get some reps here, some, some live bullets in real games. And he doesn't, he's not able to be healthy enough. Uh, and even in the games that he was healthy, I mean, how many times did he leave with an injury? So build the damn thing up around Anthony Richardson and quit having the most cap space in the league every year. Well, I think that starts with one of their expiring contracts, which is Michael Pittman, yes. who had his best career season this year with backup quarterback play for three quarters of the year. But Pittman's 27 year old wide receiver, I would imagine if he doesn't get a deal from the Colts before March, that's a player that I think will have a very robust market yeah. because he's he's put up quality. It's kind of like, I'm not saying he's this player, but the situation feels similar to early stage DeAndre Hopkins, where, you know, the guy was going to be good for a certain level of quality production, no yeah. matter who was playing quarterback for him. Allen Robinson as well. Like, this, yeah, yeah. I, Another great call. Yeah. yeah. That type of player. Wh- who's throwing him the ball in, in Indy? over these last three years where he's averaged over a thousand yards a season. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like get this guy locked in as one of your staples to go with downs and to go with Taylor and a good That's offensive line. Too. Yeah, he did. Well, Levy Grail. Like we've what's you could tell we like what's going on with the Colts because we've done the Levy Grail like 14 different times before we get to the Levy Grail. Right. right. Um, so you've, you've talked about the cap space and these decisions that they have to make. Um, expiring contracts. Expiring contracts. I agree with you that there's – go ahead. I was going to say, it's Kenny Moore, Michael Pittman, Grover Stewart, Julian Blackman, Gardner Minshew, Tyquan Isaiah Lewis. McKenzie, yeah. Zach Moss. Isaiah McKenzie's off the team. Nobody knows why, but that's a fascinating situation. Jacob Martin, Ronnie Harrison, Tyquan Lewis, Taven Bryan. Like, those are the, the notables for expiring contracts. So I'd, I'd really say your core players are Kenny Moore, Michael Pittman, Grover Stewart, Minshew, if you want him back, as the backup. And I can't imagine they'll bring Zach Moss back with what they're paying Jonathan Taylor. Yeah, it d- depends on what that I think he's earned himself a nice contract. And Julian, Julian Blackman as well as a starting safety, right? Like they, But the thing is, like, bring back who you want, right? Like right. It's, you, you don't have any restrictions here. Uh, I think extensions are going to matter here. Like you mentioned, not just these players, but the 2025 group where you have DeForest Buckner, who's got a $22.75 million cap hit this year, only $2.5 million guaranteed. Like, what an opportunity to extend a player that deserves an extension and free up cap space this year as well. Uh, Ryan Kelly, 2025 expiring contract, and then a couple of linebackers, and EJ Speed and Zaire Franklin. And you know, you and I had a big conversation about the Colts linebackers coming out of last year, where yeah. it was Speed and Franklin – and Okereke and Leonard, and you're like, they got guys that can play. Leonard obviously winds up kind of fading out. Okereke's awesome for the Giants, but you still got a couple of good ones here 
and speed in Franklin. And I kind of feel like I'd want to keep that intact. So it's, it's a list this year. It's some guys that you can get ahead of for next year. But the bottom line here is you, you got the resources. Pay the guys that you want to. You, you should be able to retain the talent that you want to retain. So you look at uh, what else they have resources-wise. They're currently scheduled to have the 15th overall pick yeah. in the 2024 NFL Draft. They have their own second, their own fourth. They have all their own organic picks. Exactly. Right? In each of the seventh rounds. So um, that kind of pa- paints you really good idea. You're going to have three top 100 picks, two top 50 picks as a team that was kind of middle of the road this year at nine and eight. So I think there's their draft decisions, I think, are going to be interesting because I think about where the strengths of this draft lie. Offensive line. Are you going to invest more there? Are you going to maybe a right guard, right? Maybe. Or like, are you going to draft a year in advance for Ryan Kelly? If you're not going to bring him back because he's going to be entering into his thirties. Like that's a conversation to be had. Pass rush groups, not great. I know they have expiring contracts in that regard over the next 18 months anyway, but I don't love your options there. Those feel like, Oh, kind of the the middle of the first round where you're going to find some good value corners. Maybe you're going to d- replace Kenny Moore. Like you get to spend it. So I just think that that's a big decision for them with that early pick. It just think maybe you just let the board fall to you. However, it's going to fall. Maybe a wide receiver falls your way that you yeah. feel really good about. But I don't. I don't feel like there's a slam dunk player that's going to be in mock drafts in that range that I'm going to look at and be like, yeah, that. Colts should hammer that. I think there's a lot of interesting ways that they could go, which makes it a compelling investment. Good place to be, right? Where just let it fall to you and get a, yeah, get a good player. Where are you at with Quiddy Pay? This is their fifth year option decision. Um, we'd be due $13.8 million in 2025. I think he's been really solid. I don't know that he's completely like peaked or become a dominant player, but I think he's solid. Um, is this a... Is this a no? And and if you go out and ball, we'll extend you. Like where where are you at here? I'm. A, I think the Colts cap situation allows this to be a comfortable yes for me. There's so some teams out there where you'd look at 13 million dollars and you'd say, eh, maybe not. Yeah. But I think he has gotten better uh, in each of his seasons. I think he was he was he missed five games last year, uh, and he was on pace to to kind of have about where he finished this year with. He had eight and a half sacks. I think he had six in 2022 in, in 12 games. So I think when, when you drafted him, you kind of expected he was going to be an eight to 10 sack guy. And I think he's he's realizing that. Uh, but I do think there's there's appeal, and they certainly have a type with their, their pass rush group that they like. And I think he still fits that because they still have the same infrastructure and brain trust in place. So uh, I would exercise a fifth-year option. And I think you just know that that maybe if you're looking for the bursty explosive guy, it's a good thing you got an Ebucom on the roster because yeah. that's not really what pay is going to be about when he wins. All right. And he can, he can defend the run as well, which is a big part of what pay does outside of the, the pass rush ability, which right. we always figured there'd be a little bit of a curve there. And he's, he's still young, right? I mean, he's 20, he's only 25 years old right now. He just turned 25 in November. Yeah. So with a lot of, you know, three years of experience under his belt, I feel like the, the arrow is still pointing up there. 
Okay, so that's what they need to sort out this offseason. Extensions, 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 right? That feels like the name of the game here for the Indianapolis Colts. Uh, believe it or not, we haven't done the Levy Grail component of this conversation, so we got more positive things to discuss when it relates to the Colts here in just a second, so be sure to stick with us. But, folks, you have to check out Prize Picks. Prize Picks is the largest, most fun, easiest, most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. The format's incredible. It's just you against the numbers. It's not you against thousands of other players, including pros and sharks. It's just you against numbers. Here's what you do. You select two or more players. You pick more or less on their projected stats, and you place your entry. That's it. It doesn't take long. Picks can be made in under a minute, and then when you win, the withdrawals are super quick. Imagine watching the playoffs this weekend and having some prize picks entries going into the slate of games. It'll make it that much more exciting. So check it out. Go to prizepicks.com slash NFL and use code LOCKEDONNFL for a first deposit match up to $100. Again, that's prizepicks.com slash NFL and use code LOCKEDONNFL for a first deposit match up to $100. Prize picks, daily fantasy sports made easy. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. You can do the poem. Fight on, my men. This is the last time we're doing it this year, man. Fight on, my men. I am hurt, but I am not slain. I'll lay me down and bleed a while, and I'll rise and fight. Again, it's time to rally. You didn't get to the postseason this year, Colts fans, but you were close. We didn't expect you to be close. A lot of exciting things here for the future, which I think we teased a lot of it already to this point in the conversation. Yeah, I think one thing that we didn't acknowledge is they got a bad draw with the schedule. They played the Jaguars twice twice in the first seven weeks. Oh, man, before they really collapsed, huh? Yeah, because they went 0-2 against Jacksonville, and they lost by multiple (laughs) scores in both games. And they swept Tennessee. They needed overtime for the second win, and they split with Houston. So one loss against Jacksonville gets you there. Sweeping Houston gets you there. You talk about pathways to the postseason, and it's winning in your division. And um, I think the trends of the teams certainly bode well for Indianapolis when you consider how Jacksonville kind of totally fell apart. Uh, you you think about Tennessee, and they're going to be a rebuilding team this year. It sounds like they're going back to square one. And you're getting a quarterback back where if he does get reps and he plays at a high level, there there's reason to believe you can be competitive with what Houston has put together with their rookie quarterback and young quarterback as well. So, And, and you have a better run game than Houston does. So I'm just looking at the the opponents on the schedule. You're going to play twice acknowledge you get a bad draw with when you played one of the teams that's the, the team that swept you and you project that forward. I, I like what Indies projects as in the South next year. How about this offensive line? I feel like we're back. Bernard Raymond, like a thing now at left tackle had a great yes. season. That was yes. huge for them. Uh, Nelson is Nelson. Ryan Kelly, a standout at center. Braden Smith's been an outstanding right tackle. I mean, your right guards kind of your, 
that's your spot uh, that you could potentially upgrade there. But I feel like this offensive line for the first time in a while, like reputation carried it for a little while. And I think there were some lies told about how good it was over some of the recent seasons. But I think we're back on track with this unit. And I think so much of that stems from the development of Raymond at left tackle. Yeah. And, and, and low key, um, Jonathan Taylor, when he was back too, it took him a little bit, but you were wondering how healthy he was with the ankle in the summertime when they're going through the trade request demand process. And then he gets the deal done. I think the fact that you got the deal done in the first place is, is something to, you could point to for the Levy grail that you didn't part with a talent like Jonathan Taylor Yeah, uh, with your, your cap situation being what it is. It, it certainly makes it a lot more logical for you to pay a player. And I, I thought the contract that they got him on yeah. was pretty friendly too, relative to him demanding a trade. <laughs> and you know what the top of the running back market looks like versus where that contract checks in. So um, you'll now have Jonathan Taylor a chance to try to get himself all the way back healthy. Uh, if he takes on all of the workload of Zach Moss, uh, you're talking about probably another 1,500 yards and 12-plus touchdowns next year for a star player. So it's a good place to be, too. You know who the sprint to the podium guy for me is with the Colts, and and this is not going to be suit like a hot take. You'll probably agree with this, but like if Brock Bowers gets to you, that feels like go get that guy. They've been they've been trying swinging a tight end for a couple years now too. Just drafted a bunch of mid round guys that are all different body types and. Right, Jelani Woods looked like he had a little something. I we had injuries this year, so we'll we'll see there, but like. The point that I want to build to with that is you got this offensive line. You got John Taylor. You feel like Michael Pittman's a one. You should bring him back. Josh Downs gave you a lot as a different type of player. Pierce is like a big body down the field, size, ball skills, low efficiency player. I know you're shaking. You got to this. There's a place for these types of guys, right? Like, especially with a guy like Anthony Richardson, who's going to play off schedule and launch the ball size and ball skills down the field for Alec Pierce. He's not a high volume player. He's not going to be an efficient player. But for that type of role, it's like a wide receiver four. Like know, there's he, value there. He he's a great Ben Skoranek clone, and the difference. Is oh, ben he's Skoranek got more. He's got more than just drafted fifty third oh, overall. You're right. What a what a terrible parallel. Ben Skoranek, like this is a meaningful player within an offense that can have a role. Like I I can understand. See, Ooh, Ben Skoranek, I agree. Oh, you're nuts, man! You the Colts fans just went from like, oh, these guys are pretty cool to, to get these guys out of here with. with I, the, I didn't like the pick. I know you didn't like the pick, and it, like it doesn't. Sure, it was early. I get it, but like for the for the role, if I'm talking, we're talking about the fourth guy in the passing game here, Kyle Krabs. I'm just saying, like you piece this all together. They got they got skill sets that can work together to really uh, allow your your unicorn quarterback that has access to the entire field do that. Alec Pierce played 95 percent of the Colts' offensive snaps this year and still managed just 32 receptions. One thousand oh, over 16 snaps. yards per carry. Low efficiency player, you said it best. Right. That was all part we'll of it. On. We'll move on. So, yeah, you offensive infrastructure looks to be really good around a quarterback that's coming back, and I think you have the ability, whether it's a right guard, maybe it's a tight end, to really continue to build this thing around. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you don't, have to, you don't have to enter the offseason asking the quarterback question. No. You don't know what you have, but you also don't need to invest. Right. Because you just invested, and there were some very bright flashes, and – uh, Richardson will need to find that right balance of 
being aggressive and being physical and being an athlete and protecting himself and not getting hit when he doesn't need to. And that's a hard life for big athletic quarterbacks, right? But that's what he's charged with. And if he does that, Indy's really going to have something really nice to work with next year. AFC South's a fascinating division. I feel like it's going to be the same three teams right right back at it in terms of right. the top here. And unfortunately, you're the you're the one that I mean, I guess Jacksonville also squandered their opportunity, but I'd, I'd rather be Indy than Jacksonville without the season in it. Ooh. You'd rather be Indy than Jacksonville. I don't know about like projecting to 2024, but if you told me my season had to end one of two ways. Oh God, yeah. Yes. Yeah, I'd rather yes. my season end like Indy than end like Jacksonville. Oh, no doubt about it. At least you like the Texans won a playoff game. They look like a, a formidable team. Like, yeah, we lost to a good team that's won a playoff game. Jacksonville just pooped their pants against a team that fired their coach the next day. Right? Like so friggin' Ryan Tannehill. And one in five or yeah. whatever was down the stretch. Yeah. It's like, no thanks. I don't I miss me with that kind of late season collapse. Yeah, not great. It's going to do it for us. Locked on NFL scouting of Kyle Krabs. He is Joe Marino. We are on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcast. We appreciate you guys checking out the show. Make it a great rest of your day, but we are out of here. Enjoy the NFL divisional round this weekend. The one downside to playoff football, no more one o'clock kicks. So you're going to have long waits for all these games, but hang in there and we'll be back on Monday to talk about everything after it happens. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.